first of all, I have to thank all the attendees who are, I'm sure they are very expert of all these issues we are discussing. And thanks for Jason for having me here and Sally. And we are going to talk in the next 20 minutes about Islam, Islamism issue in Somalia. And we will shrink it in uh, 20 minutes. Of course, uh, we have to have some background, brief background about the issue before we go to the uh, topic, which is the evolving role of Islamist groups in Somali politics and where they are now and what is the prospect of the future. I'll give a brief background, but then uh, concentrate on the last 20 years uh, in Somalia. Islamist has its roots in the ancient history of Somalia since Somalis embraced Islam as a religion. The latest version started before the formation of the Somali state with the resistance against the colonization in late 19th century. The manifestations of the Islamism later took different shapes in different stages of history. Historically, the Islamism is correlated with the nationhood identity of Somalis in the Horn of Africa. Thus, political Islam is deemed as defense mechanism for Somali nationalism. The current Islamism deem themselves as part of the Islamic Renaissance, which started after the collapse of the Ottoman Caliphate. In 1948, the SYL Somali Youth League was founded by some of the Somali nationalists, including Islamist elements, to work for the independence of Somalia, to achieve the independence of Somalia. In 1950, first Islamic political party was found in Somalia under the name of Islamic League Party by Sharif Mahmoud, Sharif, uh, Sharif Abdurrahman, who resigned from SYL for some unethical practices by SYL leadership, as he says. The main headlines of his political program was to work for achieving independence and unity of Somalia. He was also giving priority to educational renaissance and the preservation of the country's identity based on Islamic culture and civilization, besides strengthening communication and cooperation with the Arab and Muslim world. It was more or less political party with very advanced vision at that time, inspired by Muslim Brotherhood, but with Somali focus and way of thinking without confronting the social fabric and traditions. After the independence, up to the collapse of the state, Somalia have witnessed the race of ideologies and movements which were alien to the mainstream Islam Sufism. Starting from early 1960s, the first two Islamist organizations have been formed, Al-Ahl in the southern Somalia and Al-Wahda in the northern, both embracing the Muslim Brotherhood ideology. With the 1969's military coup, the cooperation between the two has started Later, the leadership of these two organizations were put in prison 
their members and followers who fled to the Gulf states, Sudan and Egypt, came back to form more restricted movements. These movements in general, though embracing different ideologies of political Islam, were offspring of Al-Ahl and Al-Wahda, and were divided to those who hold and promote Salafi radical doctrine empowered by Saudi official <coughs> religious institutions and Muslim Brotherhood of Egypt. Their main role was to rally against the Siad Barriers military government, which was imposing the communism on the Somali society and was widely seen as against Islam. Of these movements, Al-Sheikh and Al-Islah, Al-Tadamun Al-Islami of Ethiopia, and Al-Jama'a Al-Islami of Kenya were promoting this. When I mention Ethiopia and Kenya, I'm talking about the Somali regions in Ethiopia and Kenya. Uh, were promoting the moderate version of Islam. While Al-Ittihad Al-Islami, most uh, written papers uh, say Al-Islamiyah, correctly it's Al-Ittihad Al-Islami, was the main organization promoting the teaching of radical version of Islam. However, both shared the opposition of Siadbari regime calling for Sharia impl implementation, embracing imported version of Islam, and imitating some administrative, same administrating structure, ideology, literature, and functionality. We come after the state collapse in 1990 up to present time. After the state collapsed, the Islamists have emerged as the most powerful organized groups who had their own agenda and in this period they gained the power to play the bigger role and were able to influence the society in all aspects politically economically culturally which we look later they used every opportunity to gain power through various means including sometimes using violence when the warlords failed to reach an agreement to stabilize the country both moderates Islah, Ikhwan affiliates, and radical Al-Ittihad, Al-Islami, and other Salafists put effort on gaining new grounds. All groups shared the benefit of statelessness to some extent in order to empower themselves and played a big role in shaping the society through providing needed services that the warlords and the militia failed to. Thus, the radicals wanted to gain power and implement Sharia law as soon as possible through controlling strategic towns and commercial spots in southern and northern East Somalia. The moderates had a long strategic plan, so they were focusing on expanding their influence in the long run through involving in business, relief, civic activities, and education. Others, like Alusheikh, were busy to provide security, law, and order through establishing and running Islamic courts. Politically, the Islamists worked from the early stages in civil war in reconciliation through traditional means between the rival clans. Al-Islah established National Reconciliation Council in 1994 and succeeded in reconciling fighting clans and calming down tensions between rivals and competing groups in many regions in southern Somalia. Islamists 
provided relative security and stability by establishing Islamic courts, which have expanded gradually inside Mogadishu and other areas to reach 11 courts inside Mogadishu. Islamists were the main controllers of the well-received Arta Conference in Djibouti, with, which produced the first transitional government after a decade of civil war. They became members of parliament and ministers for the first time. The Islamist court was the adopt, uh, adopted national judiciary system in Abdi Qasim government. Socially, Islamists became the main social and public service providers during the civil war period. This service included education, health, and relief, in which they became the only people who have daily contact and communication with all the society. They played a big role in directing the social trends and making the public opinion. They also used the media outlets like radio, newspapers, TV channels to promote their ideology. Culturally, Islamists dominated the scene by the religious lessons and lectures which replaced overwhelmingly the song recording tapes and later were provided through the internet. Arabic nasheed became well popular among the students and was performed in every event the, uh, the, they hold or organize, including the social events like weddings. Some well-known Somali poets, like the late Abshir Baadle, turned to be the mouthpiece of the Islamist ideology and has influenced many others. Economically, the prospering Somali economy which attracted eye of the eye of the world for surviving in statelessness circumstances was mainly led by Islamists. They were the first founders of the remittance system in the early days of 90s. They became the entrepreneurs of almost every aspect of business, including communication, media, airlines, import and export, to mention some. They flourished also in business since the state collapsed. The survival of Somali economy without state and the continued providing of commodities mainly is credited to the Islamist businessmen and women. So how and why they got all this or they, they achieved this role and uh, influence? Mainly, it is with the absence of other actors. They were the only organized groups in Somalia who had the know-how capacity and had their clear agenda of what they want to achieve. There was no any competition from other groups. The failure of other players on the ground to provide tangible thing to the society, including warlords, other politicians, etc. They were the only groups who still who are still holding to the Somali customs and traditions, so they gained acceptance of the society and traditional leaders. It became almost visible and well known that the Islamist groups were the winner of the chaotic status of Somalia and they provided what state apparatus should provide, such as education, health, and security. Islamists are flourishing 
Also in business since the state collapse, they are almost the leaders of huge business in telecommunication, banking system, remittance, transportation, and many others as we already mentioned. Any future state will be difficult to work to start without leaning on the already existing infrastructure controlled by Islamists. UIC, Union of Islamic Courts, who fought against the warlords and controlled two-thirds of Somalia in six months in 2006 was manifestation of the power and influence of Islamists in general. They were able to rally the people behind them and shake the stable regional regional states like Puntland and Somaliland. Later, they were also able to bring the secular nationalists and Islamists together under the ARS in Asmara 2007, and then became the real power on the ground who resisted against the Ethiopian occupation until they had achieved to put, uh, to form the government in 2009. However, the hardline or the hardliners like Ashabab, Hezbollah Islam, chose not to accept the pragmatic solution and wanted to accomplish their task to achieve the ideal model in their mind of pure Islamic emirate isolated from the world. <coughs> the radicals had re now reached with Ashabab and Hezbollah Islam their peak. For some period, they won some public support, mainly for the blockage of the political horizon and the failure of the TFG to form a vision that can inspire the people and rally them behind it, as well as the corruption that plagued all government administrations, and to some extent for delivering security in areas they controlled. Later, during the famine, which affected large areas in Somalia last year, they started to lose a lot on the ground as well as losing the hearts and minds of their supporters due to atrocities they committed and the way they treated the people and the harsh rules they applied in the area where they controlled. On the other hand, moderates were winning and, gain, and gaining more ground for their cooperation with the international and local efforts of supporting the IDPs and victims of famine. Moderate were very active and positively contributed to the roadmap to end the transition period. The moderate groups have preserved their achievements and built up more respect. Many observers have already indicated that the Somali future cannot be imagined without Islamists or political Islam. It was evident that the moderate Islamists had done well in the presidential elections and has more than, had more than one candidate in the presidential candidates. The outcome of the election was not at all bad to them. And they are now in the heart of the post-transitional politics in Somalia. As many observers have already indicated, we cannot imagine future Somalia without political Islam, but the question is under which group? This is a diagram about the uh, Islamic groups which are in Somalia. Uh, this was created some uh, 2009, 2010. 
it shows how they connect to each other and which one are uh, looked as moderate and which one are looked as radicals. Where we are now, there are many indications that Ashabab are declining due to divisions among the high ranks, losing support from outside, the new government achievements and its vision that has already won the mind and heart of most Somalis and the international community, beside change in the uh, political landscape of Arab world after the Arab Spring. The radicalization, de-radicalization uh, actually, process has already started in Somalia, not from outside power, but ironically from the same group who were the pillars of radicalization in the past. Ali Atisam and other successors of Ali Tihad al-Islami are taking the task seriously and genuinely after they realize the outcome of their discourse. They have reviewed their doctrines and denounced publicly the Ash-Shabaab and Al-Qaeda ideology. There are many reasons why this is happening, including the original Salafists in the Muslim world themselves have already reviewed their ideology, and the fund from the original supporters have become very scarce. The diaspora influence, who came from uh, different uh, regions of the world, uh, back to Somalia, and were members of these groups. The prospects in that is that, uh, sorry, the prospect is that the moderate Islamists are going to gain more ground and more public support in the future, in my view. Many factors are pushing in the advantage of the moderates. This include the new government, which already gained acceptance, uh, the vision of the government, the change of the political landscape of Arab, Arab and Muslim world after Arab Spring, which resulted in bringing the moderate to power in Tunisia and Egypt. Many radical groups in the Middle East also, who influenced the local Islamists in Somalia, have already reviewed their ideologies and became more close to the moderate line in denouncing violence and accepting the democratic game in Egypt and Tunisia, for example. The dry up of the resource that was feeding the radicalization in general. This will lead to acceptance of other of others and tolerance with different views, including liberal and democratic views. There are already political parties representing the ex-radicals in many semi-autonomous regions in Somalia. For this trend to continue, it depends on many factors, mainly being the government to deliver what people expect from it and that the people feel that it is representing them. That is the crucial issue in Somalia now. Thank you. That's